Welcome to Biblical Tapestry Podcast Season 3, Episode 5 in the Book of Colossians, a letter written by Paul to the church in Colossae. Biblical Tapestry is a podcast where we explore how the Bible is its own commentary and how the gospel is thoroughly woven from Genesis to Revelation. We begin this Episode 5 in Chapter 2, where Paul is explaining how he's applying his ministry to the Colossians and the emotional concern for a church he has never seen. All right, Colossians chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. For I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you, for those in Laodicea, and for all who have not seen me in person. I want their hearts to be encouraged and joined together in love, so that they may have all the riches of assured understanding, and have the knowledge of God's mystery, Christ. All the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are hidden in him. I am saying this so that no one will deceive you with persuasive arguments, for I may be absent in body, but I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see how well ordered you are and the strength of your faith in Christ. Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, overflowing with gratitude. All right, returning to verse 1. For I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you, for those in Laodicea, and for all who have not seen me in person. Well, what kind of struggle is Paul referring to in this verse? Well, this struggle he's having is an emotional, personal one for a body of believers he's never seen. This lack of familiarity brought to Paul a great concern for the spiritual health of these believers including a sister church in Laodicea. Paul knew it would certainly be advantageous for him to spend some good time with them, not from some kind of arrogance, but Paul wanted to finish the task that God had called him to accomplish. Verse 2 says, I want their hearts to be encouraged and joined together in love so that they may have all the riches of assured understanding and have the knowledge of God's mystery Christ. So now in verse 2, Paul presents his purpose behind the concern. Paul wanted desperately to have a face-to-face encouragement session with this church so that they could be joined or knitted together in love. Knitted or joined together in love seems obscure to us today, but if we go to Paul's writings for the church in Ephesus, we will read this in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 14. For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. I pray that he may grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power in the inner man through his Spirit, and that the Messiah may dwell in your hearts through faith. I pray that you, being, there it is, rooted and firmly established in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the length and width, height and depth of God's love, and you know the Messiah's love that surpasses knowledge, so that you may be filled with the fullness of God. So did you catch that? He is saying to the Ephesians to be rooted and firmly established in length, width, height and depth of God's love. He's saying the same thing to the Colossians to be joined together, bound by the love of God, 
for each of them. This understanding of God's love richly gives all the believers understanding of what Christ has accomplished for them. As Paul says in Ephesians 3 verse 19, to know the Messiah's love that surpasses knowledge, you may be filled with all the fullness of God. This fullness of God, knowing Christ, these are spiritual riches, as Paul calls them, reserved for those in the church that encourage each other and have a strong commitment to the body of Christ. This is the message that Paul wants to give them personally. (laughs) And he struggles with the fact that as a person in house arrest, he is unable to do so. God's mystery in this verse is revealed through Christ Jesus. As God was and is revealed through Christ. As Richard Mellick writes in his commentary, what is God like? The answer is Christ. The mystery of how God was redeemed his creation or has redeemed his creation was through Christ Jesus. That's the mystery revealed. Verse 3 says, all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are hidden in him. Well, the question here is, are the resources of God limited? Well, obviously the answer is no, none of it is. Since Christ is God manifested, note this, real wisdom originates with him, the creator and sustainer of the universe. The reason Paul used wisdom is that he is coming to a point about false teachers that say that they have some kind, I'm using quote marks with my fingers, they have some kind of wisdom that others do not have. That cannot be true if all believers have this access to God. Knowledge of God comes from a commitment to God, not from some other knowledge they would have picked up. Verse 4 says, I am saying this so that no one will deceive you with persuasive arguments. Here we go with this concern that Paul has for this church. Paul was concerned that the Colossians, as they sought wisdom, may be swayed by fine-sounding or persuasive arguments from false teachers. The New English Translation Bible has notes about its translation, and it points out that Paul's point is that even though the arguments seem to make sense, or they sound reasonable, they are in the end false. Paul is not here arguing against the study of philosophy or serious thinking, but he's arguing against this uncritical adoption of a philosophy that is at odds with a proper view of Christ and the ethics of the Christian life. Now we know also in Ephesians chapter 6 that Paul tells us that we face battles every day and we need to put on the full armor of God to have this strengthening by God. In Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10, which is a very familiar passage of scripture, finally be strengthened by the Lord and by his vast strength. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the tactics of the devil. For our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the world powers of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavens. This is why you must take up the full armor of God so that you may be able to resist in the evil day and have prepared everything to take your stand. Stand, therefore, here we go, with truth like a belt around your waist. Righteousness, 
like armor on your chest, and your feet sandaled with readiness for the gospel of peace. In every situation, take the shield of faith, and with it you'll be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is God's word. Knowing God's word, having the belt of truth, having your heart shielded by uh, righteousness, having the shield of faith in front of you to extinguish all these fiery darts. Those are things we need to put on because we're constantly faced with things that would make us turn the wrong direction. We need to know what the right things are. And Paul has this concern for the Colossians. In verse 5 he says, For I may be absent in body, but I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see how well ordered you are and the strength of your faith in Christ. So Paul was, again, very personally concerned because he could not be with the Colossians to discuss these things with them and equip them personally to withstand these attacks by the wolves among them. Regardless of the situation, Paul had a strong spiritual bond with these believers. He was emboldened by their Christian commitment and being orderly and strong in their faith in Christ. And perhaps at this point, the false teaching had not made much success among them, or not had much success around among them. Verse 6 says, Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, walk in him. So in verses 6 and 7, we have three statements. In verse 6, he states that they have already received Christ in their lives, but they need to focus on walking in him. This means in the way they live their lives, focusing on faith in Jesus. Jesus is the author of their salvation. Jesus is the Lord himself. The false teachers would be actively trying to undermine this understanding of Jesus as Lord of all, as the hymn that we studied in chapter 1 describes. And that's always a falsehood if they want to take away Christ's deity. Verse 7, well, let's look at verses 6 and 7 together as their one sentence. It says, Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, overflowing with gratitude. So, in addition to the statement we are to walk in him, now he says that we are to be rooted and built up in him and established in the faith. Rooted gives us the vision of sinking roots of faith in the soil of Christian truth, as described by Richard Millick. I like that. Sinking roots of faith in the soil of Christian truth. The other metaphor was to be built up, as in building a foundation of faith. Both a firm foundation and rooted in soil builds a strong basis for faith to grow. To be established in the faith is the building on top of this faith in Christ Jesus, growing in strength in Christian truth just as they were taught. The third statement is to be overflowing with gratitude. Now that seems to be missing from today's busy world, people just being grateful. But a healthy Christian faith is one that is continually overflowing with gratitude. We see in Romans chapter 1, verse 20, for his invisible attributes, that is, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen since the creation of the world being understood through what he has made. 
As a result, people are without excuse, for though they knew God, they did not glorify him as God or show gratitude. Instead, their thinking became nonsense, and their senseless minds were darkened. The lack of gratitude is a marker of those without faith. Faith in Christ and understanding of the grace of forgiveness gives an overflowing attitude of gratitude for this undeserved favor from God. The deep roots and foundation of faith shows an overflowing gratitude, this deep roots in God. Paul is tying himself with the Colossians in a shared faith, a shared experience, and identifies his tribulations with their faith. But this also introduces the real problem in Colossae, a heresy that was circulating that undermined that faith in Christ. And we will get into that in the next episode, in episode 6 of season 3. We'll look at Paul's defense of the faith. Again, hope you gain from this new season 3 study in the book of Colossians. I again ask that God bless you today and encourage you. And I ask you to spend time in God's word as it speaks to us every day. We do have a Facebook and Instagram page. I encourage you also to please like and share this podcast if you've gained from this study. God bless, and I pray that you are well.